Hi there, my name is Michelle Wood, and I'm a part of the leadership team here at St. Clair Community Church. This summer, we have been working through the Psalms, and there have been many different voices of people from our community sharing their teaching and reflections. And this morning, I am excited to be here with you. As I was preparing um, to talk about this today, I knew I could sneak into my closet and look at these old two Bibles that I just cannot bear to get rid of. They're falling apart, but they're so special to me as they have been given to me by some of the most important people in my life. The first is an NIV student study Bible given to me by my grandma, who embossed my full name, Michelle Ray Reichenberg, in gold on the black leather cover. And the second was from my now husband while we were dating, who thought I should probably have a real Bible and not just the student Bible of my youth. And as I thought about preparing for this teaching, I knew I could go back and look through those old, falling out, underlined passages and find a psalm that had become to me like a best friend, one that had comforted me in a time of mourning or brought me joy or had allowed thanksgiving or worship or confession. I knew it would be a psalm that I had read countless times that had brought me peace. But instead, I turned to the Bible I use now, and I found Psalm 107. And I could see that it applied so directly to the time that we find ourselves in. Today, as we look at Psalm 107, I'm going to read it alongside of you. And David, he wrote this psalm of thanksgiving. It speaks of restoration, of hope, and testimony. It tells of the power of God and his faithfulness. Psalm 107 starts, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, north and south. This psalm, it begins and it ends declaring God's faithfulness and his love. Be encouraged today that the same God who brought the exiles back and redeemed his people is still so faithful to us today. That same God who is faithful, even in times like the Israelites, that we always aren't faithful to him. No matter where we find ourselves today, God is still the same. He has never changed. As the psalm continues, the psalmist begins talking to four distinct groups of people. In each section, we see a problem, something they can't solve on their own, a prayer, a cry out to God when they have nowhere else to go. We see his provision as he provides for that need. And then we see praise. I know there have been many times in my life where I've related to each one of these. And maybe today you will find yourself in the verses of this psalm. Maybe today this psalm will become that lifeline you need to once again see the faithfulness of God. Let's read verses nine to verse four to nine. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless. Hungry and thirsty, they nearly died. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety 
to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Today, you might relate to this passage. You might be wandering. And as I think about kind of this wilderness experience, it is often a place of deep emotion, a place of physical and spiritual challenge. And it's often a time for reflection and renewal where if you allow God's Spirit to work in those hard, sometimes most likely dark and lonely places, you'll see growth and a training ground for your next season. Jesus himself also spent time in the wilderness before beginning his public ministry. In this time, I would encourage you to hold on. You never know what is on the horizon, what is coming after that next peak. It's a time to dig your heels in and to give it your all. This psalm encourages us to not give up hope, that God is still faithful and he will walk beside you. He will lead you to safety, as the psalm says, fill the hungry with good things and only he alone will satisfy your thirst. Let's continue reading in verse 10. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell and no one was there to help them. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkest and deepest gloom and he snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. He broke down their prison gates of bronze and cut apart their bars of iron. Today, there might be things that you are trying to do in your own strength. You need God's help to accomplish those things. In these verses, there was no one able to help. And so... The people called out to God, and it was only through his strength that the gates of bronze were broken down and the iron bars cut apart. In Galatians, it says, Christ has truly set us free. And we learn that true freedom can only come through him. John 8, 31 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Maybe today, God is asking you to hear his truth. That no matter how hard it is to lay down those things he is calling you to, he will be there to help. Today, you might find yourself in darkness. You might be searching or bound by the chains of addiction, a slave to your thoughts or your striving or your desire to please others. We can try and free ourselves, but without the work of the Holy Spirit, that won't happen. Today might be the day that you cry, Lord, help, and he will lead you from those places of despair and the chains that currently can bind us. Verse 17 goes on to say, some were fools. They rebelled and suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand the thought of food and they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, 
snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Today, like the people in the Psalms, you might find yourself in need of healing. Healing of body, of mind, or in your spirit. Today, as it says in this psalm, I pray that God would send out his word and heal you. Sometimes this is a physical need and you have pain and you need a miracle. Or you know of a family member or a friend dealing with sickness. And today I join my prayers with you that God would work in your life and the lives of the people you know. We see in the Gospels, there are so many examples of Jesus bringing healing not only to physical needs, but meeting people where they are at, touching them, mind, body, and soul. God, he takes the broken and he restores them and he uses them for his glory. I know in my own life and have seen this to be true. And I hope that this psalm can encourage you today. Finally, as we look at the fourth group in verse 23, it says, Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits' end. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the sea to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and the leaders of the nation. As the Psalms were written, the language surrounding these verses would have been speaking to people going about their normal day to day. They were buying and selling. They were shipping their goods. And suddenly a storm comes out of nowhere completely unannounced. Sounds a lot like our current reality. And just like us, the people were thrown completely for a loop. But the people saw the power of God in the sea. He saw him speak and the waves stilled. As they cried out for help, he saved them. He calmed the storm to a whisper and brought them safely into harbor. I think this is such an amazing picture of the power and awesomeness of our God that even the waves obey him. In Mark 4, verse 39, Jesus commands the sea, peace be still. And today he continues to say the same to us. That whatever storm you find yourself in, today I declare God's peace into your life that the words of this psalm would be a blessing to you. That through the storms of life, God is faithful. And just as Jesus was with the disciples and they were terrified and afraid, 
Yet Jesus was with them, even in the middle of the storm. We're not promised that we won't ever go through the storm, that the hard times won't come. But know today that God's presence will be with us, that his faithfulness will continually guide us. F.B. Mayer says, Consider the successive vignettes of this psalm. It's love that broods over the weary caravan that faints in the desert, visits the prison house with its captives, watches by our beds of pain, notices each lurch of the tempest-driven vessel, and brings the weary host from the wilderness into the fruitful soil. Four times we read and we saw the people cry out, Lord, help. And he rescued them from their distress. Four times we see the faithfulness of God working in their situation and providing what they needed. And then we see the people praise the Lord for his great love and the wonderful things he has done for them. Let's read the rest of the psalm where it says, He changes rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry, thirsty land. He turns the fruitful land into salty wastelands because of the wickedness of those who live there. But he also turns deserts into pools of water the dry land into springs of water. He brings the hungry to settle there and build their cities. They sow fields, plant vineyards, and harvest their crops, and he blesses them. When they decrease in number and become impoverished through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, he pours contempt on their princes, and he rescues the poor from trouble and increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and be glad, while the wicked are struck silent." Two weeks ago, I had a birthday. It was a big one, a milestone year. And shortly after, I met a friend. And, we, and she asked me, what did I think were some of the most valuable lessons I had learned over the past decades of my life? And after some thinking, I realized that in my 20s, it was a time to ask those really hard questions, to wrestle with those things that I believed. And learn to be confident that God is who he say, says he is. I learned about my identity and who I was in him. A lot of healing took place in my life during that time. Healing of past traumas and hurt. And I think as I entered my 30s, having all of this knowledge, it was then put to the test. There was many trials and things that I had to walk through and walk out the things that I had learned. But it was in those hard times that I had to lean into the truths and believe that God truly is who he says he is, that I am who he created me to be, that my identity is found in him, and that even through the hardest time he was there. Now as I enter my 40s, which I cannot believe, I cannot wait to see what he has for me. That in spite of how far I've come or how much I've learned, there is still so much abundance to be had. I know for me and many of you, the last few months and especially the last few weeks have been a journey. There were a lot of things going on that I knew that I had to completely trust God in, trust in his process. I had to trust that no matter what, even if things didn't go the way I wanted, I had to remember that God has always been faithful in the past. 
Why should this time be any different? And I think maybe for some of us, we find ourselves stuck in the middle. We're truly at the end of our rope. We're caught in this place of knowing with our head that the Bible is true, that God is faithful, that he loves us, but then being stuck in completely believing it with our heart. We're in that middle part, the part where we have to walk out, knowing that even though today I might not have any idea of where God is, I might not have heard his voice. I don't know where he's taking me or what's coming next. But we need to summon our courage and start walking. And maybe some of us are walking right into the middle of the storm, right into that hard place. But I can trust in the words of this psalm that in spite of what's going on around me, in spite of the situation, God is making deserts into springs of water dry places into pools, that he is at work all around us, and that his love continually drives us from the wilderness into the fruitful soil. The reminder from this psalm that the same faithful God who rescued his people, who redeemed them, is still the same today. That this pandemic, it doesn't surprise him. That your hard time, it doesn't phase him. And that even that storm that you're currently right in the middle of, he knows. And today he will be faithful because he will be present in that situation. The last verse of this psalm reads, Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Unlike the Israelites, we have the Bible. We know the full story. We can look back and see where God has brought his people and where he is bringing us all to. One of the most meaningful exercises I have done in the last few years was to plot a chart of my life where I recorded some of the events that truly shaped who I am, those moments of pain and those moments of joy. And as I plotted those events, I could see that even in the hardest of times, that God was at work, that he was faithful, that even when I didn't believe it or want to see it, he was at work. And today, as I think about how to respond to this psalm, how do we apply it to our lives today? There are three things that I think we can take directly from the psalm itself. And as you go about your week, I would encourage you to think about it and to pray about it and to see which one of these resonates the most with you and allow God to show his faithfulness to you through that practice. First, we see prayer. Cry out to God. Join with the words of the Psalms in that ancient prayer of Lord, help As the psalm says in verse 27, they were at their wits end, cry out. And maybe that's something you need to do today. Secondly, we see them giving praise, giving thanks. Let them praise the Lord for his great love. When we become aware of God's faithfulness and his great love, we can respond with gratitude. I think journaling is such a practical tool in order for us to go back and see where God has been working, even through the day-to-day struggles. 
And as we practice gratitude, it produces this deep abiding joy because we know that God is working even through the difficulties. And maybe giving thanks and praise to God is something that you um, might want to practice this week. And finally, we proclaim, we share, we tell our story of what God has done. This psalm encourages us to speak out, to tell others that God has redeemed us. Maybe this week you need to tell a friend, a family member, something that God has done in your life. I think it will encourage you, but it will also encourage them. And at the same time, maybe you can take the time to listen to someone else's story, to leave room in the busyness of our daily lives to ask someone, what is God doing in you today? I think it's good to both allow ourselves to be interrupted and to allow people to interrupt what we're doing. And maybe sharing what God has done will bring you um, that much closer to seeing God's faithfulness in your life. Be encouraged today that God is faithful, that through the midst of whatever you are going through, God is here. And he longs to abide with you in his presence. Thank you.